Welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. As an active, full-time realtor serving Tallahassee and the surrounding areas since 2014, it was time to use my experience to educate consumers on the whys and hows behind the home buying and home selling processes. We'll have some fun, I'll share some crazy real estate stories, and keep you informed on realtors' best kept secrets. Why? Because when you're informed, you can make empowered decisions. Let's get into it. Hello, and thank you for tuning into another episode of Confessions of a Realtor. There's two sides to residential sales in real estate, buying and selling. And today we're going to get into our 12-step selling process. One of the very first things that people ask whenever they're looking to sell their home is they immediately want to know, well, how much is my house worth? And while I can probably give you a pretty accurate range over the phone, I typically will hold off on what I feel are more definite numbers until after I'm able to view your home. So the first step in our selling process is what I call a fact-finding mission. This fact-finding mission is basically me coming over to your house for about 30 to 45 minutes, and I'll want to get a tour of the house and a tour of your lot. Also want to hear about any improvements that you've made to the home, any history of the home that you know that would be something that could either help us or maybe an obstacle that we have to work through with selling your home. But I want to hear as much as I can about the property and then also put my eyes on everything. That's also the time where I'll typically make a list of things that I want you to do to be able to get your home ready for the market and ready for its next owner. Then at that point, we're also typically discussing what's going on with the market in very general terms. The second step is my research. And while I am doing my research, I'm typically pulling comps or comparable sales with three typical categories. So number one, active homes. What are homes that are on the market, but they're not under contract yet? If a home is active and it's on the market, there's a mismatch there, particularly if it's been a long amount of time. And what is that mismatch? There's a price that the seller wants that buyers aren't willing to pay Or there could be something with the condition of the home. There could be some factor of the home. Maybe the house has major structural issues. So when I'm researching active comps, I'm honestly looking as to why is this home still on the market, particularly if it's been past the average days that maybe homes in your area are already on the market for. So that's the first uh, subset that I check. The second subset that I check for comparable values is what are homes under contract for? So that tells me, hey, buyers in this area or buyers that are looking for what you have are willing to pay a price of X amount. And in that research, I will typically call the agents who are representing the homes that are for sale and are under contract to get a sense of what buyers are willing to pay in your area. And they can't necessarily tell me all of the contract details until the house is actually sold, but sometimes they are willing to let me know details that are helpful in my research. 
The third thing that I'm looking for in those comps is also the sold price. And this is a little bit different doing it on the realtor side of things and on the consumer side of things. So consumers have access to websites like Zillow and Realtor.com. It'll tell you that, hey, maybe all the houses in your neighborhood, the average price is $325, but you're really interested in your neighbor who sold his house for $345. And so Zillow and Realtor.com will record, hey, this sale was at $345,000. Now, What I can see on my end as well, and sometimes this is on my end in the MLS, and sometimes I'll have to call the agent to get different details about it after it is sold, is that yes, they may have sold for $345,000, but maybe they put on a $20,000 new roof for the buyer. Maybe they had to replace a septic tank. Maybe they had to replace a drain field. Maybe they had to agree to give the buyer $5,000 towards repairing some major systems in the home. So it's my opportunity to not just look at what's on the surface as far as like the sold values or what's on the market and what's active under contract, but really research it to be able to come up with a plan that works for you. While I'm working on my research, this is also your opportunity to do your research. So typically most sellers will, if they're looking to upsize or downsize, what they're going to do is they're going to need a new mortgage. They're going to need a new loan. So typically I will, at that fact-finding mission, I'll typically give you a few lenders to reach out to. These are people that I've worked with in the past. It's not necessarily a I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Just people that I know that do their job and they do it well. And I know that you're going to have a good experience. So you'll work on your pre-approval process for your next home as well. One thing that I will not do is list a property without having a sense of where you're going and what you're doing. And we'll get into why that's so important as we get further down these steps. The third thing that I'll typically do is after I've done my research is we'll have another conversation where we'll discuss marketing plan. We'll discuss what is going on specifically in your neighborhood. This is really our time to, instead of being general like we were in the fact-finding mission, this is really the time to be specific. What I'm also looking for in this conversation is addressing any questions that you have about the market, about your home, about its positioning, and any questions that you also may have about my experience. I typically am an open book when it comes to answering questions that clients have of me. I feel the only question that is a stupid question, for lack of a better word, is the question that is not asked. So feel free to ask as many questions as you can. I definitely always want my clients to feel comfortable working with me and knowing how I move and, you know, honestly, me getting a sense of of how they move as well. The next thing that I'm looking for in that conversation is agreement on price. And so we want to make sure that we're on the same page prior to entering the market. And one thing that I have learned being in this industry since 2014 is two things. Number one, buyers want the lowest price possible for the house. The second thing is that sellers want to get the highest price possible for the house. So typically we want to use that research data to be able to determine what is a valid market price and then agree on that price and agree on strategy moving forward. Also in that conversation, we'll typically sign the listing agreement and that listing agreement basically just hires me as your agent officially. So now we're on number four, and the next step would be for you to do any repairs and modifications that we've agreed upon. 
typically, whenever we have the conversation about the price and about the listing agreement, it typically is contingent on you doing those repairs and modifications to be able to put your property in that best light to be able to get the market price. Now, sometimes I will run into sellers, particularly in a seller's market, that they want to put everything on the buyer. Well, the buyer can come through and do this, you know, after they close. The buyer can repaint these walls. The buyer can replace this flooring. The buyer can, the buyer can. And yes, while the buyer can do that, just know that for everything that a seller does not want to do, most buyers are going to inflate the cost of that and it's going to show up in negotiation if they are willing to see the house and if they are willing to place an offer on it. So let's walk through that. Let's say that one of the recommendations, you know, that I've made is for the carpet to be deep cleaned. You'll want to deep clean the carpet. Deep cleaning carpet is typically very extremely cost effective for sellers. If you don't deep clean the carpet, though, let's use this as a simple example, the buyer may ask for you to replace the carpet. They may also, if they're not asking for you to replace it as part of your contract, they may ask for, well, we want $5,000 off the price because of the condition that the carpet is in. So I find that most modifications are going to be so much more cost effective for the seller to just do before it gets to the market. This leads to our fifth step, which is the three D's of real estate with a twist. Now, the three D's are commonly declutter, depersonalize, and deodorize. That's tried and true. And yes, they are often things that do need to be done in one way, shape, or form. The three things that I like to say, though, are declutter. Yes, because most people do need to do that. Deep clean and detach. So declutter, deep clean, and detach. Declutter because most people will start gathering a lot of stuff the more that they are in a home. Deep clean because the house that you live in is not the house that you sell. Let me say that again. The house that you live in is not the house that you sell. So deep cleaning, we definitely want to get somebody in there to give the house the white glove treatment. And then the third thing is detaching. And anybody that knows me knows that I actually think that the biggest part of real estate that is underestimated to me, whether you are buying or selling, is how much you have to be emotionally mature and detach from the process, detach from things being personal to you. And for sellers, you need to detach from your home. You need to step back and you need to say, okay, if I was a buyer and I had a pre-approval letter at 325, would this house stand out against the competition? Would I be impressed about how the sellers have cared for this product that they have put on the market? The house that you live in, I'll say it again, the house that you live in is not the house that we put on the market. We want to make sure that that is the best product possible once we put it on the market. Part of the way that we make sure that your home is in the absolute best light is we use professional photography. That's something that we do as a default. It is a business standard for us. You will not see us coming over to your house with a Polaroid camera or with our cell phones or taking pictures when you can see us in the mirror, which yes, shots fired. This is one of my pet peeves about our industry. It is really such a disservice to sellers to not have professional photography on their home. Why am I harping on and on about this? Because most buyers, about 90% of them, they start their search of homes online. Then they'll send that home to their realtor or their realtor will send the property to them as well. 
But buyers are going to be captivated and they're going to be able to make a decision about whether or not to view your home based on what they see. Buyers are extremely visual. So with professional photography, I always come to the photography appointment. Typically, I will wear workout clothes or something that I can move around in. And I'll ask you for your permission, basically carte blanche to, hey, if I see anything that needs to be moved around, do I have your permission to move it around? And I do make every effort to put things back as I found it once we leave the professional photography appointment. But I like to be at the photography appointment to guide the photographer through the shots that I want taken through the shots that I know that buyers are going to care about, features about your home that I want highlighted because it all goes to getting you the best price for your home. So yes, I do have a story for this. I had a client a few years ago, it was probably two or three years ago at this point, that we went to see this one new construction property and it was a new construction house that was already in an existing neighborhood. This has probably been, I think, one of the best deals of my career that I got for a buyer. And here's how we were able to do it. We got a severe price reduction on the home. Typically with new construction, the price is the price is the price. Most of the time, builders do not negotiate on price at all. The second thing that we did is we got the builder to pay my buyer's closing costs without adding it to the purchase price. So the builder actually paid the closing costs of the buyer versus the buyer financing those closing costs. The third thing that we did is there was a screened in porch or patio that my client really wanted that honestly I asked for not thinking that we were going to get it, but the builder agreed to do it. Why were we able to get so many concessions on this home? And then also they undersold the property. The builder undersold the property. The appraisal came back higher on the home. And so my buyers bought for under market value. Why did this happen? Why did the builder give up that much equity and that much value out of a home that he had built? It really, honestly, in my opinion, fell back on his representation. So his agent had uploaded pictures of the property, which, yes, that's what you should do when you're representing a property. But they had taken the pictures themselves. They had taken the pictures with a cell phone. Half of the photos were turned sideways. Some of the photos had the agent in the mirror so you could see who was taking the photo. These details matter. So one of the things that we do not bend on and do not compromise on is putting the property on the market in its best light. And for us, that's professional photography by default. That's me being present for the professional photography appointment so that I have the opportunity to move things around and to be able to put the property in the best light that the buyer can imagine themselves living that in your home, making use of the space in your home and being happy there enough that the pictures draw them in to be able to schedule a showing and then from that showing be able to make an offer on the property. Y'all, I could tell this story time and time again. When an agent does not use professional photography, in my opinion, they are doing you a disservice. You will lose money. It will affect your bottom line if buyers cannot see your home in the best light because they are starting their search about 90% of the time online and looking at the photos of your property. So to recap today's episode, number one, the first thing that we're going to do when it comes down to selling your home is a fact-finding mission. The second step, 
It involves research both on your end and on mine. So while I may be looking at comparable sales, you should be working on your pre-approval process and figuring out which lender you want to work in for your next home. The third thing is us going over your marketing plan and scheduling a conversation to agree on price and to go over the listing agreement. The fourth thing, taking care of any repairs and modifications that are going to be necessary to get your home the best market value. The fifth thing, my spin on the three D's of getting your home ready. So declutter, deep clean, and detach. And the sixth and final item that we went over today was professional photography, why we use it and how it puts your home in the best light. I hope you'll tune in next week for episode number seven, in which we'll go over steps seven through 12 in selling your home. That's it for today's episode of Confessions of a Realtor. If you're looking for an active full-time agent in the Tallahassee or surrounding areas, thinking about moving or just want more real estate tips and tricks, the best place to connect with me is my Instagram page, Rachel Sells Homes 850. You'll also find it linked in the show notes. My Instagram also has a link in the bio to schedule a complimentary consultation with me, whether you're thinking about selling or purchasing. Alternatively, feel free to text me at 850-206-2199 and I'll respond during business hours. I look forward to connecting with you. 